the same. I think, uh, oh yeah, I'm on. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, we're very, very pleased to have everybody here with you. God bless you. We hope you enjoy the service today. And I um, just want to follow up on a couple of announcements. Um, uh, Barbara is uh, going to ask me to make an announcement. Next week, we're going to have our installation service, uh, which we're so blessed about. Today as well. If you look in the Modesto B, it's a service is in there. And um, so thank you, Cynthia, for getting that in the paper. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, um, uh, Barbara is asking everyone who wants to help uh, with the food and the serving of the food and the preparations, if you can meet Barbara in the lobby right after the service. Um, and I'll be sending out letters of invitation. Thank you, Jacob, so much. Uh, and so that's going to be a four-week class during the Sunday school, during the Sunday school hour or the Bible study class hour right before church. So that's going to start at nine o'clock on April seventh. Okay. So looking forward to that with you. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, also, um, what I'd like to do at this time. I know you're already seated, but. What I want I to ask you, if you're willing, will you do this? Will you say to three people this morning, will you turn around and just greet three people and say, I'm glad you're here today? Would you do that just for a second? Okay. Okay. There we go. All right, everybody. That's great. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go ahead and uh, head on back to our seats. Head on back to our seats. That is so great. Thank you guys so much. Uh, what a blessing, what a blessing. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord, huh? Amen. Okay, okay, come on back to our seats, everybody. There we go. That's great. That's great. And, um, okay, okay. All right, we want to make some uh, prayers. We have some prayers to pray this morning. Uh, gee, uh, people have gone to be with the Lord. Uh, three, three amongst us this, uh, this weekend. Um, I was with Danny yesterday, and uh, Danny Callahan, his wife Sue, passed uh, yesterday uh, around noontime. And so we want to pray for Danny. Uh, I just got word also that... Um, that uh, uh, Doris, Doris's brother, Doris Miriam, her brother Bobby uh, passed, I think it was uh, last night. 
Okay, so we want to pray for Doris. And then also, I saw on the prayer uh, chain yesterday that uh, Belinda's uh, mother passed last night. So, uh, you know, we have a lot to pray for now. And so let's, um, let's go ahead and uh, bow our heads together and for these, uh, these families. Father God, Lord, we, uh, we come to you in your grace and mercy. You are the God of all comfort, the Father of all mercies. And we just pray for these families. We pray for Danny, Lord, uh, as he's missing his wife of 42 years uh, soon. She's gone to be with you. We know that. And we just pray that your Holy Spirit just be with him, Jesus, comfort him, and walk with him, and just help him to know your peace and your joy and your strength and your help. Thank you, Lord. And we also pray for Doris, Lord, the passing of her brother. Please, as well, Lord, just comfort her and help us to reach out to her as well. Uh, Belinda, please, Lord, uh, the passing of her mother, Lord, just be with the family and uh, let your spirit just... Uh, Comfort them, Lord, and comfort them with your word and with your spirit. And we thank you now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, this morning, we are uh, continuing in the Gospel of John, if you want to prepare for that. But uh, let me ask you a question as we begin. How many here, you know, there's so many things going on in our world today, isn't there? You know, uh, of course, that's always the case. But how many here get your news, at least partially, from the Internet? All or part? Okay, uh, many of you, almost all of you. Okay, that's great. You know, this really is a, an information age, isn't it? You know, in our media world today, um, this is in the, there's so much media. There's so much information. And there's so many ways to access this information. One book written on the subject said this. In today's uh, America, there are 1,700 commercial television stations. You know, you want a cable? <laughs> My gosh, 17, all together, 1,700. There are 15,000 uh, radio, uh, radio broadcast stations. And there are 2 million billboards. Also, there are 1,300 different newspapers in the United States of America. 1,300. And 6,000 movie theaters. World, that's a lot. Anybody been to the movies there? <laughs> there you go, there you go. In the worldwide, there are 7 billion, with a B, cell phone subscriptions. Of course, there's really about 4.5 billion people using them, but a lot of them, a lot of them have more than one cell phone. And over 1 billion, with a B, websites. And yes, we are going to be working on our website, thank God. But isn't that something? I mean, the world is saturated with information. It's up to us to decide uh, through all that media what to view. And it's up to, decide, up to us to decide through all that media what is true. You see, because all the media messages do not all agree. It's up to us to decide what to believe. In the scripture, we're going to read right now, Jesus is on trial. Jesus, the, the, the one the Bible calls the truth, is on trial. And decisions have to be made. Jesus was just betrayed by, by uh, Judas. He was brought to the Jewish high court. And now he's brought being brought to the Roman court of Pilate. 
Decisions have to be made. So if you have a Bible and you're able and willing, if you could stand with me. I know we're doing a lot of standing today. We're getting our exercise in. Okay. Romans chapter 8. I'm sorry. John chapter 18, verses 28 to 40. And it says this. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. But now it was early morning. And to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, We would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourself. Judge him by your own laws. But we have no right to execute anyone they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace and he summoned Jesus. And he asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did someone talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you've done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is not. It's from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it's your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had, been taken, had taken part in an uprising. Amen. You may be seated. May God's word be blessed. Amen. There are decisions to be made. Decisions to be made. Uh, in this trial, there are decisions to be made, not just by people in Bible times. There are decisions be, to be made in our time by you and me. Decisions are to be made about the truth. You see, truth is on trial. Truth is on trial. Mm. To know the truth, to find the truth. You know, few things affect our daily lives more than our understanding of the truth. We gravitate to people that tell the truth. Why? We know because we know we can trust them. <laughs> you trust those that are truthful. Truth and trust go together. The truth. What is it? The truth. What is the truth? Who is being truthful? We have to decide. We have, truth is on trial. How do you know it? What will you do with it? Those are the questions we're going to look at this morning. 
Those are the questions for you and me. And first is this. How will you know the truth? To know the truth, first you have to find it. You have to find the truth. To know the truth, you have to find the truth. You have to discover the truth. You have to realize the truth. Finding the truth. Finding the truth. Jesus was brought to Pilate as a prisoner. The Jewish leaders accompanied him. They had already seen him, uh, 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 put, had their own trial about him at the Sanhedrin that night. Uh, the Sanhedrin is like the Supreme Court for the Jews. They had already declared him guilty. Guilty. They had already put their judgment upon him. They passed judgment on him for calling himself the Son of God. And to them, that was blasphemy. Jesus said, not only is he the Son of God, but he's coming back in the clouds at the right hand of God. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. To the Jews, they said, that's blasphemy. And they brought him to Pilate thinking he would agree, thinking that he was going to go along with their uh, 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 judgment of the death penalty. But Pilate wanted to start this hearing with a clean slate. Pilate started this hearing in a, in a, in a fresh way. He ordered a fresh hearing. So he... You know, he had already heard some of the things that were Jesus was being charged about. But he was searching for the truth. So he was trying to find the, church, the truth, sorry, searching for evidence. Searching for evidence. We search, we, he was searching for the evidence to find the truth. So it begins with a question. Verse 21. Verse 21. Pa, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Verse uh, 29, oh, my eyes are going bad on me, <laughs> 29, Pilate came out and he asked them, what charges are you bringing against this man? What are the charges? He wants to know. Uh, why have you brought him to the judgment hall? You know the word palace here in the King James Version is called the judgment hall. The hall where court judgments are made, decisions are brought down upon people. Why have you brought him there? You know you have a judgment hall. You have a judgment hall. It's a judgment hall of your mind. Pilate's job was to search the evidence, to, to find the truth, to make judgments. So he was searching the evidence of Jesus. He was searching the evidence. What accusations have you made? Look at this. Verse 30. This is their response. They said, if he weren't a criminal, we wouldn't have brought him to you. They didn't have any evidence. They said, they're, they're, uh, they were just appealing to the fact that they brought him. No evidence. So Pilate was ready to dismiss this case for lack of evidence. He knew, here's the thing. He, he knew he had heard that they, they were calling Jesus a revolutionary. And here they're bringing, him to, they're bringing Jesus to him. And he knew in his mind. He knew in his mind. They weren't trying to remove a revolutionary. They weren't trying to protect the government. The Jews hated the Roman government. And Pilate knew it. Pilate, the book Matthew chapter 27 tells us he knew it was because of envy that the Jews handed him over to them. Him over, them over, to, to, to Pilate. He knew that their motives were not pure. 
But he wasn't wanting to make a judgment on Jesus. He wasn't wanting to make a judgment on Jesus. They said he's a liar. He called himself the son of God. He's a liar. They, 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 they brought him for the accusation of blasphemy. Not only did they say he's a liar, that he said he's the son of God, but he said he's the only way to God. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. Is it true? Is it true? What is the evidence? What is the evidence? Now, the world would say, no, it's not. What's not? It's not true that Jesus is the only way. Why? Because there are many religions in the world today, so there's many ways to God. We've got to search the evidence. We've got to search the evidence. You know, in the book Problem of God, Mark Clark wrote a book called The Problem of God. And he explains this belief that there are many ways to God. It's called religious pluralism. And he, he illustrates it like this. He said, there, if you want to understand the dogma of religious pluralism, consider, he says, the scene in the comedy movie, uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. He says, if you haven't seen it, Ricky is a professional race car driver who, who crashes his car in a race. He thinks he's on fire, so he runs out of the track and he cries out, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah. Help me, Tom Cruise. Use your witchcraft on me to help my fire come off. Help me. Help me. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> in other words, Clark says, in other words, when it comes to God, according to this belief, you'd best hedge your bets. You'd best hedge your bets. One God doesn't necessarily exclude all the other gods. So don't limit yourself to just one when you can believe mysticism and its law. Hmm. So in the to be made through, think it through. Pilate was ready to dismiss this case for lack of evidence. Let's take a look. Verse 31. He said... Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. You see, Pilate didn't want to, he did not want that responsibility. He was also afraid of him that would, he would cause if he let Jesus go. He was ready to, re, to, to, to release him. But the Jews wanted him crucified. The Jews wanted him crucified. Look at verse 31. It's. Or they wanted him. They wanted him. Uh, they wanted him dead. Verse thirty-one. It says, uh, "But we have no right to execute anyone." What's important about that verse right there? The Jews. You say they wanted him executed, but they didn't have permission. So, what is so significant about that verse? You see, the Jews' form of execution was stoning. It was throwing someone down and stoning him. Jesus, on the other hand, said, "When I die, I will be lifted up." I'm going to be lifted up on the cross. Jesus was lifted up to, to, uh, as a sacrifice for the sins of all mankind, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, look at verse 32. Look at verse, you see, that was the Roman form. Roman form of execution was to lift him up upon the cross. Verse 32 says this, this way. This took place 
this discussion about his death, this took place to fulfill what Jesus said about the kind of death he would die. You see, this was a prophecy. Jesus had made a prophecy about how he would die. And this was a fulfillment. His death was a fulfillment of his own prophecy. John chapter 12, verse 32 and 33. Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto myself. And then it says he said this to show the type of death that he would die. You see, this was a prophecy about himself. But in the Old Testament, there are over 300 prophecies of Jesus Christ fulfilled in his whole life. Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of Scripture. One of the testimonies of the truth of God's word is fulfillment of prophecy. The prophecy of the word of God. God himself says it. God himself. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6 and 7. It says this, God speaking. Thus says the Lord, I am the first and the last. And there is no God beside me. Who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare, declare it. Let, him, uh, let them declare the things that are coming, the events that are going to take place. You see, who can do that truthfully but God alone? One of the great testimonies of the Scripture is the prophecies of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus' life was prophesied. Jesus' resurrection was prophesied. And the Jews knew it well. They knew it very well. They knew Jesus prophesied before he died he was going to rise on the third day. As a matter of fact... When Jesus did die, what did the Jews do? They went to Pilate. Matthew chapter 27. They went to Pilate. They were afraid of this prophecy. See, they were going to do everything they could. Everything they could to keep them in that grave. <laughs> Let's take a look. Matthew chapter 27, verse 63 and following. Jesus says this. He says, uh, I'm sorry, the Jews say this. They come to Pilate in, in Matthew 20, uh, 27, 63. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, this deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give us the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, the disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he was raised from the dead. Pilate said, take a guard, go Make the tomb as secure as you know how. And they went and they made the tomb secure, putting a seal on the stone and posting guard. But Jesus did rise. Jesus did rise. Jesus did rise just like he said. Just like he said he would. Jesus is the only one to have risen in a glorified body, never to die again. All the bones of all the other founders of world religions is still in their graves. It's only Jesus that has risen. He is risen, as he said. Jesus is not only risen, as he said, but he is the only way to the Father, as he said. Search the evidence. Search the evidence. So we're talking about the truth that is on trial we got to, to, to find the truth. Find it. Search for the evidence. Think it through. Secondly, 
It's not enough to find the truth, but secondly, you've got to follow it. Once you find it, you've got to follow it. Jesus is the truth to be followed. You listen to this. He answered Pilate. He, he answered Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you a king? Uh, verse 36, let's go back now. We're in John 18. Verse 36. And ver verse 35. Uh, Pilate asked him if he's a king. And Jesus answered him in a way that Pilate didn't fully understand. He said, he, he, he said it this way, verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent me uh, from being arrested by the Jews. But my kingdom uh, is of another place. You see... Jesus' kingdom was not a military kingdom. It was not a political kingdom. It was not a, it was not a national kingdom. Jesus' kingdom and his kingship is a kingship of the heart. It's a kingship of the heart. It crosses all cultural barriers, all national barriers, all racial barriers. He's a king for all who will believe. All who will believe and receive him and become part of his kingdom. Jesus told Pilate, he agreed with him that he's a king. And he explained to him, he explained to him uh, why he was a king. Now, he is a king in the heart. Did you receive him in your heart? Let's look at verse 28. In verse 28, these Jewish leaders brought Jesus to Pontius Pilate early in the morning. Let's look at this. It says the Jews' leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. Now, it was early in the morning. And they, look at this, they, they, to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. <laughs> okay, it was about 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, the time the sun would rise. The time the sun that breaks through the darkness would rise. There was a darkness in their heart they did not know about. Uh, isn't it interesting? They were so meticulous uh, about not breaking their religious rules. And at the same time, do you see the irony here? They were participating in the greatest crime that's ever been committed. Jesus Kingship is a kingship of the heart. It's not a, it's not a religion of uh, rituals and rules and outward, uh, uh, outward appearances. Jesus. Now, they had a darkness within them. They were walking in darkness and they were refusing to follow the light. What did Jesus say in John 8, 12? I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. They were refusing to follow the light, refusing to follow the truth of Jesus Christ. Following the truth is following his light. So we're to follow him. We're to follow him in our heart. What did Jesus say? He said, he is the truth. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. His truth. If you receive his truth, you see, truth is on trial here. And that was a, there was a time in the early 20th century, a great Christian leader by the name of Harry Ironside. He lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he had uh, gone to a Salvation Army gathering. And he gave his testimony on a platform. And uh, after he gave his testimony on his platform, he went to have a seat. 
on this platform. And when he sat down, somebody brought him a little note. It was a note written uh, on the back of a business card. You see, there was an agnostic in the crowd that wrote on this note that he wanted to debate Harry Ironside. He wanted to challenge him to a debate, so Ironside got up. As soon as he got the note, went back to the podium. He said he would accept the debate on one condition. He said, if the agnostic will bring one man and one woman who have fallen into vice, vice meaning perhaps a a weakness, a a sin, an addiction, that has caused them, that has cost them greatly and caused them to lose favor in society, if he could bring this man and woman who have now made a positive change, have been transformed by their new belief in agnosticism, uh, uh, if you can do that, that's that's my condition. He said, I will bring at least a hundred of these people whose lives have been changed, whose lives have been transformed by the truth of Jesus Christ. And then the agnostic, the agnostic waved his hand politely and surrendered. He got up and he walked out the room. <laughs> you see, there's no power in agnosticism. There's power in the truth. There's power in the truth of Jesus Christ to change lives. What does Jesus say, John 8, 31 and 32? If you remain in my word, you truly are my disciple, and you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? Amen. Amen, church. It will set you free. Jesus is that truth. Amen, amen, amen. So now, we're going to follow here. We're to follow the truth. We're to follow the truth in our heart, and we're to follow the truth uh, with devotion. Pilate's eyes were wide open when he responded to Jesus, verse 37. Pilate's eyes were wide open when he said to Jesus in verse 37, Well, you are a king then. Jesus answered. Here's the thing. Jesus agreed with Pilate that he's a king. And he explains with him now, he explains to him now his mission as a king. And he says this. He says he is a king. In verse 37, this is why I was born. That's the reason I was born. To come into this world to testify to the truth. Jesus came to testify to the truth, to bear witness to the truth, to reveal the truth. And then to affirm the fact that he is the truth, the last part of that verse says, whoever listens to my voice is on the side of truth. Jesus is the truth. And he was telling Pilate, whoever listens, whoever, in other words, anyone devoted to hearing, anyone devoted to the truth hears me. If you're devoted to the truth, if you're wanting to follow the truth, you will hear my voice. I know my sheep, and my sheep hear my voice. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you will hear his voice. With the help of the Holy Spirit, shining the light on the word of God in your heart, you'll hear his voice. Jesus said those on the side of the truth. Well, hear my voice. What does it say in John 16, 13? It says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. 
What did Jesus say in John 17? His high priestly prayer to the Father. Father, your word is truth. Following the truth. Following the truth of Jesus Christ. Pilate responds. Pilate responds. You know, all this talk about truth, all this talk about truth. Pilate responds with his legendary question. Verse 38. What is truth? We don't know if he was being sarcastic. We don't know if he was being sincere. One thing is clear. He was trying to avoid making a judgment upon Jesus. So he asked the question, what is truth? Pilate, responding to Jesus. You see, truth demands a decision. Truth here is on trial. Truth is on trial. It demands a decision. Pilate knew that Jesus was no threat to Rome, but he was unwilling to take a stand. You see, truth is something you need to stand on. Truth is a path you need to walk. Truth, living in the truth. Jesus is the truth. Truth. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must always make your decision to follow the truth. Pilate didn't do it. Pilate wasn't willing to do that. He, was, he wasn't willing to make that decision. So he let the crowd do it for him. Let's take a look. He let the crowd do it for him. He was weak. Verse 38. Pilate now says, what is truth? He retorted in them with that. He went out again to the Jews that were gathered outside. And he said, I, I find no basis of charge against him. But your custom tells me to release to you one of your prisoners during the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now, Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. Pilate wouldn't do it. He wouldn't take that stand. You know, if you're following the truth of Jesus Christ, it's an individual decision. You cannot let the crowd make it for you. Everyone's got to make that decision. That's a one-on-one -on -one decision. You have got to decide if you're going to follow the truth and walk in the light. Because when you're following the truth, you're following the light. You're walking in the light where your life is open to God. Let's take a look at John chapter 3, verse 20. When you're open to God and you're open to his light, and it says this, John 3, 20 and 21, it says... Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Living in the truth is living in the light. Living in the light. If there's sin in your life, confess it. If there's darkness in your life, do away with it. If there's a weight on your life, remove it. Walk in the freedom of Jesus Christ in his light, in his truth. Follow. Following the truth. Following with devotion. Following them with all your heart. You know, Jesus Christ isn't just, the truth of Jesus Christ isn't just something to be considered. The truth of Jesus Christ is someone to be followed. Follow the truth. 
Truth is on trial. Truth that can be trusted. Find the truth in Jesus Christ. Use your judgment hall of your mind to know that his word is true. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. His life is a fulfillment of prophecy. His resurrection proves he is God's son. Know that his word is true and not only find the truth of Jesus, but follow the truth of Jesus Christ. His kingdom isn't a kingdom of religious rituals. His kingdom is a kingdom of the heart. His truth is a truth with the power to change you if you're devoted to him, if you follow him. You can know his truth, freedom from guilt, freedom from sin. As you walk in the light. Today's media is filled with information. Information to look at. Information to hear. Jesus wants you to hear his voice of truth. He wants you to hear the vo his voice that he loves you, the truth that he loves you. He wants you to hear the truth that he died for you. He wants you to hear the truth and walk in the truth. And when you walk in the truth, you're walking with him. You're walking in his light. Will you do that? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, Thank you, Lord, that you are the truth and you are the light. You are the light of the world. Lord, help us to be open and honest with you and not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus, we just call on you now. If there's sins that need to be forgiven, Lord, you know our hearts. And, Lord, we just pray to you right now. And if you'll pray with me to Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me by your blood. I want to walk in your light. I want to walk in your truth. I want to be a person of truth. Jesus, help me to stand with you. Help me to walk with you. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray.